This podcast is brought to you by Gridiron Heroics Media. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Welcome, one and all, to the Gridiron Heroics Football Show. I'm Max Dean. You can find me on Twitter at TheMaxDean. And today, I am short one Sunday recap segment. However, I do have something else for you. Now, unfortunately, I did have to deal with something with my kids last night. Everybody's fine. But sometimes we have things with kids that require immediate attention, as all of you parents out there know. So we're going to jump right into our Monday night football preview, which I will be doing with Bobby Skinner of Talking Giants and Law Nation of Law Nation Sports. Both have awesome YouTube channels. Check them both out. I'm going to throw you straight into that segment right now. But first, we have some quick breaking news. Kyron Samuels of GridironHeroics.com has confirmed that Rayshon Slater will miss the entirety of the 2022 season after sustaining a left bicep injury. This was during the loss to Jacksonville on Sunday. Unfortunately, that's it for him this year. We will have more on that at GridironHeroics.com and we'll be back to talk about it more tomorrow as well. Now, into the Monday Night Football preview. All right, I am very excited, everyone, to welcome two guests to preview Monday Night Football, Cowboys versus Giants. One is returning. We have Bobby Skinner of Talking Giants, part of John Boy Media, and we have a brand new guest, Law Nation, Law Nation Sports, Super popular Dallas Cowboys content creator on YouTube. And man, I'm stoked to have you. First of all, Bobby, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's the best I've felt going into a week three game in my life because the Giants are 2-0 and and we went 0-2 the last six years before that. So it's 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 new territory for us. So I'm excited uh, regardless of how the offense or whatever part of the team looks bad. <laughs> I no doubt. Look, as a Jets fan, you know I feel you. Having even one win in September, it feels good, man. feels good. Law, how are you doing today? Oh, man, medium well. (laughs) (laughs) Not all the way done and uh, not all the way raw with it. But so far, the Cowboys, the defense is the banging force for this team for right now. Cooper Rush looked better than what we've seen out of our starting quarterback week two. So I hope that we can still rally behind that. But being one and one put us in the middle of the road. I think that my Cowboys, we played two games that were uh, pretty much played by the last what three years. Those two teams been in the Super Bowl. So if we split that, then that's okay. So we're one and one right now, and we got to face the Giants, who's two and zero. Oh. So this should be a ramp up for us. No doubt. I mean, look, I think there are some teams that have had their season up to this point go exactly as we all expected, right? The Buffalo Bills. Right. We knew they were going to be good. I don't think either of your teams. Is playing out exactly how we thought. You know, we knew there was right. a little bit of injury issues with Cowboys, but I think even I certainly thought that they would look a little bit better. And Bobby, we talked before the season. I was high on a lot of things about the Giants. I will be honest, I did not expect them to be 2-0 and to start the year. So this is the NFL, man. Unexpected storyline. So let's hone in a little bit on some of these mm-hmm. specific sides of the ball. All right, so the Giants... They get in an offensive-minded head coach. They have a really great pairing between the head coach and the offensive coordinator. They're trying to see if they can do something with Daniel Jones 
or at least just get through the year evaluating and move on. What would you say is the offense's outlook against this vaunted Dallas Cowboys defense? The offensive scheme has been good, but Daniel Jones, who has had like an up and down career for the first three years, you know, obviously year one, there was a lot to like from the rookie year. Um, but you know, you had, you had, you know, fumbles and turnover interceptions weren't horrible, but they weren't good either. And then, uh, law knows this two years of Jason Garrett will make you want to pull your hair out because it's just a, it's just an (laughs) offense that doesn't work in the NFL. It's an offense that has to be executed perfectly or it doesn't work. There's no room for error in that offense. And I thought Daniel Jones did all right in that offense, but it was just such, it was just capped at such a ceiling because of the talent around them. And then this year, there have been guys open, and the Giants are 2-0. and So you would think Giants fans are like, oh, Daniel Jones is clicking in this offense. But I've never seen him look more timid behind offensive line play before. And he's played behind bad offensive lines his entire career. And he like I've, he's just missing guys op- that are w- like wide open, missing throws that we've seen Daniel Jones make. So I think he's having a hard time getting used to this new offense and hitting that intermediate game. Like he's always been good hitting the deep ball, but it's just that intermediate stuff. He's having a hard time processing the defense and getting to that. And then there's been pressure from the interior. The tackle spots have been all uh, left tackle's been great. Right tackle Evan Neal's been all f- fine for a rookie, but they've been getting pressure in the interior. But the main thing has been the run game with Saquon Barkley. Like, went off week one, obviously. You know, put the team on his back. Mm -hmm. And then last week, you know, you look at the numbers and, you know, they're not spectacular. But in the second half is where he did his damage after they stacked the box against him. And he was getting gritty yards. And I think averaged like six yards a pop in the second half after only having like two rushing yards in the first half. So Saquon Barkley has kind of been the motor of the Giants offense and put most of their points on the board. And Daniel Jones has left plays out on the field. Yeah, man. I, 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 was, I was hesitantly optimistic about how the season would go. I mean, I think it's, after three years, you know what a quarterback is, right? After one, right. you might have an idea. They might surprise you. After two, usually you know. I, I think I, I was surprised by Jalen Hurts, how he turned it around like this year. I don't want to say turned it around because he's been advancing all along. But he right. is one of those guys that is the rare surprise in year three. We've already seen yeah. year three of Daniel Jones. I'm not sure, you know, how hopeful yeah. we can be. But at least yeah, they have the surrounding I think, cast. I don't think even the coaching staff or the GM are like, hey, Daniel Jones is going to be the guy. But he's just kind right. of what they have for this year in year one where they didn't, there wasn't a quarterback they won the draft. They didn't have cap space to go and make a trade if that's what they wanted. But for someone, I've watched every play of Daniel Jones three times over the last three years. I've never mm. seen him kind of timid like this and just mi- like yeah. missing open guys. It's something I would challenge people to in the last two years under Jason Garrett. When you look at the stats, I'm like, well, there's not a lot of touchdowns. There's not a lot of yards. I'm like, find me the plays that he's missing. And they really weren't there for the most part. But mm-hmm. these first two weeks, they just haven't been there. And it's it's I think it's becoming more and more clear that, hey, this is likely the last year of Daniel Jones. Sure. And I don't wow. think that the last year I – mean, I, I, I don't think he was missing plays per se. I think the real question with him was always pocket presence, you know, and, and I think that just never quite developed. But let's look at the defensive side now. I mean, this Dallas Cowboys defense was awesome last year. I wondered if there might be some regression, but I guess when you've got a guy like Micah Parsons out there just taking the league by storm and apparently progressing in his second year, probably not going to have much regression there. So what do you think this defense is going to do against this Dallas Cowboys line? I mean, they have a good tackle situation pretty good tackle situation but what do you expect this to play out as 
Well, Micah Parsons, I think, is I just I mean I just did a video on him, and Evan Neal's been fine the first two weeks. I think Micah Parsons is going to kill Evan Neal. I really do. Like I don't <laughs> think anyone's as I don't think there's anyone that's better in the league of taking advantage of bad O line play than Micah Parsons. Like he can just one little mistake and he will kill you because he just works so well outside in and laterally to kind of just plays head games with with tackles. Now if they put him on Thomas. I expect him to get some wins, but not be a game wrecker. Uh, so Micah Parsons, I think, can, can be a game wrecker. And we've really never seen Micah Parsons versus the Giants O-line before because those were two of the games where he played stack linebacker last year. You know, the first game right. in Week 5, he played, I think, 95% stack linebacker. And then in the second mm-hmm. one, he played like 80%. So we've never really seen that versus the Giants uh, offense yet. Um, so I, I think he's going to give him issues. But I, I want to ask Law... Last year, the the Dallas Cowboys had a ton of turnovers. Like turnover, they were yeah, a turnover. Yeah. This year, they only have one, and yet they're still like one of the you know top five to ten defenses so far through two weeks. So I'm interested to see how like how that's been happening. Well, what I believe is that the defensive fronts are getting to the quarterback before he can make those costly uh, mistakes. There, uh, we third place in sacks right now, only behind the uh, I, I believe the Buccaneers and someone else. I think it's the Steelers. But as long as we up there getting pressure, creating those things, and then I truly believe that you can see that this defense can be a complete defense. Trayvon Diggs, he's not giving up as much yards as he used to give up before. So those small things that I look at, and the the thing is with this defense, with Parsons, they are lining him up, like you said, inside the box. They're moving him around like a chess piece. I've seen him shoot through the A-gap, twist stunts inside, and allowing other people to eat like Dante Fowler. And, of course, D-Law, he haven't got a sack yet, but he's shutting down the run. And if we, if, we, if the Cowboys want to win this game, we got to stop Saquon Barkley. You know, that's the guy that we need to stop and create pressure. Out of the quarterbacks that we played so far, the release time, Tom Brady averaging 2.1 second before he get the ball out, and Joe Burrows 2.3, 2.5-ish before he get the ball out. Oh, your quarterback average right at three seconds or so. So I'm thinking that that will be uh, a situation where Cowboys can get more than eight sacks this game if he hold on to that ball too long yeah yeah Dan, and a part of that has been him scrambling around like that's something else when yeah, we talk yeah. about daniel jones something i've never and his the last two years it's been a very quick game offense um and then when right. andrew thomas be, you know like started to like be really good it was like okay he's able to maneuver a bad left guard through right tackle as long as his blind side but even though he was never great maneuvering the pocket, he never looked timid in the pocket. Never. In fact, after his rookie year, it's like, this guy's psychotic. Like, pressure just does not bother him. He'll take the biggest hit and act unfazed. This year, it's been like a one, two, doesn't see anything. And I've never seen him just be so willing to, like, just escape the pocket. Not moving it, just totally escape. And that's been leading to some of those throws. So I, I am interested to see if the Giants, after two weeks of bad offense, the 31st-ranked passing offense in the NFL, right. If versus this doubt, this Dallas front specifically, like I, we want to work on a little more quick game. Yeah. yeah. And that's feast or famine with that, because I've seen uh, Danny try to rush through a throw and throw an interception in the red zone. I, I've seen you guys get into multiple red zone opportunities, uh, especially if you look at how you guys were able to fumble the ball. You forced the fumble on a kickoff return. You had a good field position there. And then on the second series, I believe, uh, forced another fumble, and you guys had a short field there. You only came out with six points. 
Yeah, I think two first in that pass game. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, a f- kicked a field goal in the first one, three and out, and then the second one, there was an opportunity there in the red zone. Right. Pressure was yes. there was a little pressure, but there was enough to sit in the pocket, and Jones just doesn't throw the ball and takes a, a sack that I think they, like he created that sack instead of just the offensive line. So. Um, it's a very much like I don't know what we're gonna get out of Daniel Jones this week playing it, playing a diff a different front where I think more of the pressure comes from the edges. Mm-hmm. The Titans were, I mean Jeffrey Simmons is one of the until you watch Jeffrey Simmons for a full game you don't realize how good he is. Just boy's good, just nuts interior pressure. So I'm really interested to see if the Cowboys are like, hey, we want to see Micah Parsons versus. I know they move him around, but we want to see him versus Andrew Thomas, who's like playing amazing or evan neal where i think he can just wreck evan neal but the giants also might give him more attention with running backs and tight ends helping on that side yeah and somebody yeah. got a spot somebody got a spot saquon barkley and it may be uh dedicating one of those jobs to our safeties like donovan wilson who can come down and box we we play a lot of big nickel yeah. so there will be a lot of that spy factor for Jones and, and Saquon Barkley. And I think the Giants will try and run the ball. Like, you know, you think of Mike Kafka mm-hmm. and Brian Dable, like pass-happy, you know, play callers. They have really stuck to the run these first two weeks. Um, you know, I think Saquon had, tw- like, 21. I don't – he's had he's had a lot of carries. I can't remember the stats off my top of my head. And even yeah. versus stack boxes, like, he had more success last week versus stack boxes than he did light boxes. So um, the Giants' offensive line has improved pretty well in the run game-wise and – I think that's where the Giants will will try and stick it to. I know I'm, I'm a guy who likes, hey, uh, the, it's a passing league, but with the Giants personnel, I really do think they'll yeah. try and stick to the run a bit. No I think, you know, when, when you look at the matchup, I have to be perfectly honest. I, I think there is a potential for Saquon Barkley to have a good day, but I struggle to see the offense have a truly successful outing in the scheme of things. And as far as Daniel Jones, I think, I don't know, obviously, you can't jump into his mind. But I will say this. When you're a quarterback and you're drafted as highly as he was, you kind of know you have a couple of years, right? Like, you know that you're not going to have your career cut short instantaneously. There's right. too much investment there. So now that he's in this final year with the new staff, maybe it's just starting to overwhelm him a little bit, the idea that like there's, he's probably not going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL anymore unless he really turns it around. And I think that can seep into your psyche. You know what I mean? I think that that can, that can do a lot of damage to a young quarterback. So I'm guessing yeah. that has some, I just wish he kind of, but I wish he took that, that issue and was like, all right, I'm going to go out guns a blazing, yeah. you know, cause it's like playing conservative and not, and limiting turnovers isn't going to get him a job next year. He has to play awesome. So I'm surprised we went, haven't seen more of rookie year, Daniel Jones, where, it was like, hey, there's some issues there that got to get cleaned up, but this guy's a, a gunslinger and is loves to go downfield. Where this this first two weeks have been like very check down heavy, very timid at the pocket, mm-hmm. and not not really willing to pull the trigger. It's some yeah. flashes though. I saw him connect with Sterling Shepard though. So in that was the safety bad read over the top one on one to the outside, and he got that ball there. So. Uh, I don't want my team to make any hiccups and think of that lightly, you know, continue to put the pressure on them. Mm-hmm. All right, let's flip it around now. So we know that Dak Prescott's out for a few weeks. We saw Cooper Rush come in. I think he surprised everybody. I think he surprised the coaching staff. I don't think anybody expected that, that performance. And surely he was assisted by a bad offensive showing from the Bengals, no doubt about right. that. But True. 
it was good enough. It was good enough to win a game against the AFC champion last year. So how do you expect that offense to go up against the, the, the Giants defense this week? I think that's the formula to run the ball to open up the pass. Uh, I think that if the Cowboys play close attention to what they did last week uh, to run the ball on the Giants, see if they can uh, penetrate and control the safety that's in the middle of the field, if we can get sing- single high safety looks, then I think that this will be the game that give Cooper Rush that extra push of having one-on-one to the outside, one-on-one coverages in the middle of the field and take advantages of those things versus trying to feed it into quarters looks and things like that. So I think that this game would be a run-heavy game and the team with the most turnovers would get the uh, extra edge on, on each other. And I think that that's how this game should look like. Yeah, I think that's... I mean, it's very reasonable, very, very reasonable mm-hmm. with, with the quarterbacks playing the way they are. Bobby, what do you think? Uh, going into this year with Wink Martindale, it was not like, okay, where is this defense going to rank at the end of the year? It's They are very lacking of personnel. They they tore it down. You know, their, uh, you know, their starting cornerback this week will be Fabian Moreau, who was cut by the Falcons at the end of training camp. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they lose James Bradbury. Julian Love gets put into a, a more prominent role. And, and, you, and you just lost pieces. So, It'll, Wink Mart- so we, what we wanted to judge Wink Martindale is how does he do against average to bad quarterbacks? And the first two weeks right. have been amazing. Like best third down defense in the NFL, best completion percentage in the NFL for a defense. And he's thrown multiple looks. And you think Wink Martindale and you think he's going to run cover zero blitzes all, all, all game. No, he really doesn't run those at all. But what he does do is he shows the look pre-snap. And he has guys dropping out. You know, whether he'll have his, you know, his edge lined up at nose tackle and have him dropping out and have both the safeties in. You know, I think he ran 17% out of four safety looks last week and then ran three safety looks almost the entire game after the previous week one where he just stacked the box. So there's a lot of in week to week adjustment with Wink Martindale. And it's a fun, confusing defense that gives not QBs who aren't elite a lot of fits, um, even with even with lesser personnel. Um so this is a week where it's like, hey, Cooper Rush, I know the Bengals are more of a let's rush four. We're going to you know play out of too high. We're going to do, you know, mm-hmm. rotate our coverages and, and throw different coverage looks, but not throwing a ton of pressure at the offense. So it'll be interesting to see Cooper Rush versus this Wink Martindale defense, which is going to throw a lot at you. But there's also some, ba- you know, there's some bad cornerback play, especially our nickel corner. Donnie Holmes has really struggled. Uh, the most out of anybody, lot, actually. Yeah. So it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see if the Cowboys are able to just take advantage of those those good matchups they have. It, it's it's a, a the unknown for us because I don't know what Thibodeau is going to look like because yeah. this will be his first game. And Aziz Ojolari, right? we've had no we've had Ojolari, no pass rush yeah. presence from the edge the first two weeks. We've had you know it's been from right. the safeties and our you know our and our defensive tackles and Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams, who's out. But now we like. Oh, Williams is out now? Yeah, Leonard Williams is out. But oh. Dexter Lawrence has been performing really well. Yeah. But like I said, the first yeah. two weeks, Jihad Ward's been good against the run. Zero pass mm-hmm. rush presence. Oh, St. Zimenez, Giants fans are happy with him, but that's because he, the guy hadn't had a sack since 2019. So him getting one sack <laughs> on a play Leonard Williams created was like, you know, he exceeded expectations for the whole year. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see. How about a, a, a Dory Jackson, how, how he's been doing so far? He's been... Awesome. Like last year, I put him as the Giants' most outstanding player on defense, and then they lost Bradbury, Mm -hmm. so he's taken the cornerback one duties. And he's given up one catch in the first two weeks. And that's not just, hey, 
that's what their first two weeks look like. The last 10 games, I think he's giving up like 1.2 catches per game, less than 30 yards per game. Uh, like he's been he's been really good for the Giants. He's not like a turnover machine, but he can like whoever he's lined up on, he lock he locks down. Week one, it was on Robert Woods, following him everywhere. Right. And then last week, they threw a curveball and they put him on Robbie Anderson, the speed guy, and left DJ Moore mm-hmm. for the other guy. So I think with CeeDee Lamb's speed, I would expect to see a Dory following him, though. Okay. Well, since you guys don't have Bradbury anymore, so yeah, I can see that happening. Uh, I, I see that this is a different Giants team. I, I think that your Giants team could have easily been 0-2, easily. but I think that you guys easily been 0-2, but you guys are playing ballsy. I've seen them week one going for it on two-point conversion and ultimately getting that, and then week two especially just coming just, – just playing focused football and uh, those are things that I have to tell my cowboy fans all, all together <laughs> hey this this is a road game first road game and we have to make sure that we punch your quarterback in the mouth early and also get the stops for Saquon Barkley who is 0-6 versus the Cowboys by the way but we got to <laughs> stop the run and those things right there that ballsy y'all was ballsy because it was 13, y'all was down 13 points for week one, right? Yeah, at halftime. At halftime, and just like that. So I, I know that we can't get high on the sauce and be, yeah, we up 13 points. It's the shoe-in win for us. No, we got to continue. My Cowboys got to continue to play good, sound defense and move the ball. I think you could point to so many different things. Honestly, like there, you could break so much down, but we this Giants team is going to – live and die by how Saquon Barkley does. Uh, I mean, tell me if you disagree with that. I think it's a simple fact. He's so explosive, and he is the guy. I mean, look, you might have a big play from Gadarius Tony here or there or Sterling mm-hmm. Shepard, but I don't think that's going to sustain your offense throughout the course of a game. I think Saquon Barkley is is that guy, and he's looked really good over the first couple of weeks. I mean, how confident are you in that, Bobby? I'm I'm confident in Saquon being able to get his, whether that's 80 yards or you know like week one where it's 150 is is a different story. I think for the question for Giants fans is can we get something more than out of the passing game? Like, I'm 99% of Giants fans don't believe Daniel Jones is a franchise QB. I don't either, but I also do I believe he's better than what we've seen these past two weeks. So we can we get the play out of him to a better level than again the 30 for the only worst passing offenses the Bears I think they threw the ball 11 times on Sunday night and uh you know played in a monsoon in week one so just getting more out of that and and like the first two weeks the defense is like defense has to ball out for this to be a win like if the Cowboys are able to score 27 points I don't think the Giants have much of a chance versus Cowboys defense yeah uh, I have no rebuttal to that. Uh, I, I truly believe. <laughs> I truly believe we're still scrambling around to see who's going to be our other wide receiver. News just break earlier today that uh, Michael Gallup will play Monday night, and I think that he will be on the snap count. Uh, I look at those small little details of who the Cowboys will try to push out there to see if we can get that extra edge, and I. I hope that it is Michael Gallup to come out there to be against your wide receivers, because against your DBs because of the fact that uh, C.D. Lamb by himself, it's kind of difficult for him to get the, the separation. But with C.D. Lamb with Michael Gallup, is is a whole different walk in the park. Mike, I, I don't know if you're trying to end this, but I have one question for 
how's my guy Tyler Smith looking? Because he was a fun player to watch, but it was like he's got a ton to work on and then got thrown into that left tackle role. Oh, man. Uh, Tyler Smith is looking phenomenal. He had the highest-graded rookie as left tackle last week. I hope that he can continue to, to develop in that aspect of it, shutting down that left tackle side. Uh, just slowly bring him along the way. I, I think that the Cowboys got a unique weapon with him down the line to hopefully that we can forget about Tyron Smith. That's what I'm looking for. Tyler Smith is stepping up so much. Yeah, I mean, I, the Dallas Cowboys got so much criticism for that pick from across the league, and I, I just don't understand. I mean, I understand trusting your evaluation, but I also right. question why you go so hard after a team that has had such a tremendous draft record in the first round over these past right. few years. I mean, it's hit after hit after hit. So I get having a hot take, and maybe the Cowboys will always just be a, a, a lightning rod for the hot take because of who they are. But even though there were questions surrounding it, it's, I mean, you kind of got to trust him at this point. It's like, it's like, I was just talking about the Chargers and their first round picks are on a hot streak too. Like you pick them, mm -hmm. assume they're going to be good until proven otherwise. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. first round pick on first round pick looks like, I imagine that they'll probably, do you, last question before we go. Do you have any concept of whether they're going to put Thibodeau on more on the left side or the right side of the defense? In training camp, they switched. They went back and forth sides. Um, so, and it, I would assume more on the left side. That's where we saw him more in the limited preseason. Right. But but Wink Martindale moves those guys around a bit. Yeah, I'm curious to see what he does with some legit edge rush because you know he pretty much didn't have that in Baltimore and you know I think a rookie year of Odafe Owe probably doesn't count but you know if he's around for a couple of years and these guys develop Ojolari and Thibodeau it'll be interesting to see what that defense looks like with you know guys who can destroy one-on-ones alone but all right guys I'm gonna get you all out of here I appreciate you coming on so so much real quick Bobby let everybody know where they can find you beyond our show if they don't already know which you know they should, absolutely should well, if you're a Giants fan, Talking Giants, you know, on YouTube, Talking Giants, t social media, at Talking Giants. And if you're just a regular NFL fan, look up our YouTube channel, JM Football. We do a lot of video breakdowns, and if there's any Cowboys fans, uh, uh, I just did a video on Micah Parsons, which uh, made me really worried about Evan Neal this week. So there's a lot of stuff on that <laughs> channel. That's good. That's dope right there. Bobby, uh, before uh, I say my last words here, is Michael Parsons in the same conversational piece of LT Lawrence Taylor? <laughs> no, because I think Michael Parsons has to get be like better in the run. Like, I, like I, okay. I, I want, like, like I did that video, and I'm like, I don't fear right. this guy at all in the run game. Like, he'll get tackles for a loss because he can make guys whiffs, right. but just like dominating an edge, I don't see it there. Um, and I, I don't think he's better than Miles Garrett yet. Like if you can if you can get better yeah. than Miles Garrett, then then we can have a you know in the next year or two have the conversation. But I mean Lawrence Taylor and I wasn't really alive during that time, but watching his videos and it's like I've never seen anything on a field like this before. Like you know, and there's why he's right. still you know people try and forget the past, but like watching him, it's like I've I've never seen a guy just dominate the position, dominate uh, a game from the defensive side. I think he's like the. Is he the last defensive player to win MVP with Lawrence Taylor? Um, I don't know off the top of my head, but I Eric can't Donald, think of one he? anytime. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, he doesn't? Okay. No, it's been yeah. offense for at least for at least 
20 years. So mm. I, I, he probably was the last one. And like, I, again, I think, I, I think you're probably even a little older than me. So it is Lawrence Taylor. There we go. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, wow. Uh, that, that is for remarkable. Lawrence Taylor with that defensive player. It drives Giants fans insane though. When that, that, you know, like, I don't get worried about the type of stuff. But right. if you're if you're on like a Giants Twitter this week, it's all like stop saying he's Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> Giants fans lose their mind about it. I, I say don't put the man in the box because he's on pace right now for getting 34 sacks this year. Yeah, me so, too. Leave him on the yeah, edge. Stop yeah, throwing the, trying to do the stack edge. linebacker stuff. Just put him yeah, pit him yeah. on the edge and let him live there and work on his run defense there and continue to be dominant as a pass rusher. No doubt, no doubt. Well, I know we're about to wrap it up. You guys can find me. At Law Nation Sports, that's on Facebook, Instagram, as well as YouTube and Twitter and Twitch. I'm on multiple locations, also on Roku devices. So look me up, Law Nation Sports. You should see my face name or logo there. And, I, hey, I'm glad you guys having me on this beautiful plot platform. Let's go. Yeah, man, and you'll only be able to hear him on this show. But if you go find him, he has the best beard in the business. He's putting me to shame. <laughs> Not only is mine completely unkempt because I've been so crazy busy, there is no way that I could compete with that, even on my best day. Guys, thank you so much, and I will see you all very soon. Go Cowboys. Thank you all so much for listening to our Monday Night Football preview episode. Remember, I'm Max Dean. You can find me on Twitter at TheMaxDean. And the Gridiron Heroics Football Show is available anywhere podcasts can be found. We will be back tomorrow with another brand new episode. It'll be Kyron Samuels and I. After some quick news, we are going to do a Monday Night Football recap, and then we are going to have a nice long conversation about the weekend that was. I'll drop my first official Gridiron Heroics power rankings. We'll talk about that a little bit. And he's going to talk about his top performers, some of his top units from the weekend. After that, on Wednesday, we'll be back with our big show. We're going to talk college football, injuries. We will do some fantasy and, of course, a Thursday night preview. So if you can jump on wherever you listen, rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff, it helps us out tremendously. And we will see you all very soon.